Blog Talk Radio. I'm Reverend Raymond Lucas, and it's a pleasure to be here with Apostle Margie Mercer and the Worldwide Ministry. This morning's message will come from the book of Daniel, the second chapter, starting at the 20th verse. And it reads, Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever. For wisdom and might are his. And he changes the time and the season. He removes kings and raises up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. He reveals deep and secret things. And he knows what is in the darkness, and light dwells with him. I thank you, praise you, O God of my Father. You have given me wisdom and might, and have now made known to me what we ask of you. For you have made known to us the king's demand. I've read the 20th 
through the 23rd verse. My message today is entitled, The Blood Will Never Lose Its Power. The Blood Will Never Lose Its Power. O gracious and everlasting Father God, guide me this morning that I might help some lost saints to guide them to thee, to help some father's child, some mother's boy. In the precious name of Jesus, use me, Lord. Amen. This, this is a blessed prayer and praise that Daniel rendered unto God. The year was 605 B.C. Nebuchadnezzar was king of Babylon, and his armies had besieged or surrounded the city and had forced its surrender. I found it appropriate in times like these. With wars raging, people's hearts in times like these. Now, not only had Nebuchadnezzar besieged the city and surrounded it and caused its surrender, the Bible says that articles of the house of God were taken to Shinar, or Babylon, which was located on the Euphrates River. 50 miles south of present-day Baghdad in Iraq. And they carried it into the treasure house in their land. Then the king instructed, as Phanaz, the master of the eunuchs, to bring some of the king, the children of Israel, and some of the king's descendants, and some of the nobles, young men, in whom there was no blemish, the Bible says, but good-looking, gifted in all wisdom, and quick to understand. Now among those of the sons of Judah were Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. To them the chief of the eunuchs gave names. He gave Daniel the name Belteshazzar, to Hananiah, Chadrach, to Mishael, Meshach, and to Azariah, Abednego. Now, can you imagine everything that I or, or you know is gone? Everything in our being has been destroyed. Everything is war-struck. They had to surrender. They were taken captive by thorns, forced into labor, and everything that you believe in is upside down. They even changed your name. They even had to learn the Chaldean language, and they thought little to none about what the changes that they were going through. They thought little to nothing about the changes 
that they put the children of Judah through. Even the names that they gave them were an insult to the children of God. The name Daniel means God is my judge. Daniel's Babylonian name, Belshazzar, means lady protect the king. The name Hananiah means the Lord is gracious. His Babylonian name Shadrach means I am fearful of your God. Michelle's Hebrew name means who is what God is. His Babylonian name Meshach means I am of little account. Azariah's name means the Lord has helped me. His Babylonian name Abednego means servant of the god Nebo. The Chaldeans could care less about what their culture was or what they believed in. But isn't that just like people today? They could care less about you. They don't care who you are. They could care less about how you feel. They could care less about how you live. They could care less about the God that you serve. But the one thing that we know is that the blood, the blood will never lose its power. See, there's power in the blood. In the scriptures, Nebuchadnezzar was having dreams, and the dreams were so bad that he couldn't sleep. Then he commanded all of his magicians, astrologers, the sorcerers, and the Chaldeans to tell the king the interpretation of his dreams. But they couldn't find one that could do it. So the king made a decree in the city to kill all the wise men. So as they were killing the wise men, and they sought after Daniel and his companions. So Daniel struck a deal with Era, the captain of the king's God. And he struck a deal with the king. Daniel said, I need to have a talk with God. So Daniel, Hananiah, Michelle, and Azariah got together and called on the Father. See, they knew the power will never lose, the blood will never lose its power. So they praised God and called on his name, and God revealed the interpretation of the dream to Daniel. When he took the king and told him what the interpretation was of his dream, the king was overjoyed. So he had a golden image of himself made. The Bible says it was from 90 to 100 feet tall. 
And every time music was played, everybody had to bow down and worship the image. But the three young men of Judah refused to bow. And just like in these days, as soon as you go against the grain, as soon as you call on Jesus, as soon as something doesn't go the way that they think should go, somebody's going to run and tell. And that's what they did with these three young Judeans. So the king, the king got furious and threw them into the fiery furnace. They told the king, God, God will deliver us. And if he does, for God will live and for God, for God will die. The Bible says Nebuchadnezzar was full of fury. The expression on his face changed towards Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Then the three were thrown into the furnace. Now I can imagine the torment. I can imagine the fright. I can't imagine the trials or the tribulation. But again, isn't that just life as soon as we think we have a hold on things, as soon as we think everything is going to be all right as soon as we get over one storm another storm rages in as soon as we seem to get on our feet something else comes along to try and knock us down but the one thing we know as children of God is the blood, the blood will never lose its power. I can imagine the prayer meeting that they had in the furnace. I can imagine them calling on the name of Jesus. How many storms have you been through in your life? where you had to get on bending knees and all you could say was trust in the Lord with all thine heart and, and lean not onto your own understanding, but in all in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path faith. I can imagine how many times we've got down in turmoil and got down on bending knees with tears streaming down our face and all we could say was amazed 
sing great, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I can but imagine. But the one thing, the one thing is we know we have a God that sits high and looks low. Then King, King Nebuchadnezzar, the Bible says he was astonished and he rose. He rose in haste and spoke, saying to his counselors, did we not cast three men bound in their clothes in the midst of the fire? And the counselors answered and said to the king, true, true, O king. And King Nebuchadnezzar said, look. He answered, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire. They are not hurt, and the form of the fourth is like a son of God. You see, the Bible says, the Bible says the blood will never lose its power. When you sit back and, and think about the significance of the story, there's a lot to be learned in the name of Jesus. There's a lot to be learned in the name, the name of Daniel. Meant God is my judge. The name of Hananiah was the Lord is gracious. The name of Meshach was who is what God is. The name of Azariah was the Lord has helped me. But that's power, power in the name of Jesus. And the blood, the blood will never lose its power. They called on, they called on God. And Nebuchadnezzar could see the Son of God standing in the midst. Isn't that just like our Savior? Every time we stand in the need of Jesus, nothing but the blood. The blood will never lose its power. There's power in the blood of Jesus. He's a way maker and a heart regulator. When life wants to beat you down, when man wants to call you out of your name, when you've been cast aside and, and thrown away, too broke to be fixed, too hurt to be healed, too dirty to be clean, too sour to be sweetened, the blood will never lose its power. Call on the name of Jesus. What, I tell you what, can wash away our sins? Nothing, I tell you, but the blood. What can make, make us whole, whole again? Nothing but the blood. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is thy flow that makes me white, makes me white as snow. 
No, no other fine, no, nothing but the blood of Jesus. The blood will never lose its power. Think about your loved one. If you're sitting beside someone, look at your neighbor and say, from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, the name of the Lord shall be praised. For every mountaintop, I'll give God praise. From every valley low, I'll give the Lord praise because the blood will never lose its power. I thank God for all the things that I've been through. I thank God for my falls, and I thank God for my trials because if I'd never had a problem in my life, I would have never known what faith in God can do. If I never had a problem, I would never know what faith in his word can do. But through it all, I learned that the blood, the blood of Jesus will never lose its power. Through it all, I've learned the trust in Jesus, trust in the Lord, the Lord that gave the ultimate sacrifice for you and gave his life for you and me. They whipped him until blood and flesh fell from his bones. They walked him up the Calvary's hill. What a sacrifice he made because the blood will never lose its power. When they sit him up on Gagatha's hill and they strung him high, he said, if I, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. The sacrifice that he made was a sacrifice. See, back in the Old Testament, you had to go ahead and sacrifice a sheep or a lamb, a cow, the fatty calf, to show, to show your faith, your trust, your belief in God. But after they hung our Savior, he was the ultimate sacrifice for us all. Oh, death, where is thy sting? Oh, Satan, where is thy victory? I tell you, nothing but the blood of Jesus. Jesus can do all. He can fix all. He'll be there for you. A heart regulator and a mind fixer. He can fix your turmoils. He can fix your downs. He can pick you up and put you back on solid ground. I said nothing but the blood of Jesus. When you're broke, he can fix it. When you're hurt, he can heal you. When you're dirty, he can clean you. When you're sour, he can sweeten you. You may have been cast aside and thrown away, but Jesus, my Lord Jesus, will pick you up and put you back on a solid rock. Trust and believe in Jesus, the name above every name. The Bible says every knee shall bow and every tongue 
shall confess so the next time that you're in your fiery furnace, the next time the towns and tribulations come knocking at your door, the next time that man tries to bring you down, the next time that tears won't stop streaming from your eyes, the next time that you just feel the feet and you have nowhere else to turn. Remember the blood. Oh, the blood will never lose its power. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. Now, to those of you that don't know Jesus in the pardon of your sins is an easy, is an easy fix. Just trust and believe that Jesus will be there for you. Trust in the Lord. He can do all things but fail. The Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that you and I can have a right to the tree of life. Trust in God. Trust in him. Oh, gracious and everlasting Father God, thank you, Lord. Thank you for the word this morning, Father God. Guide us and keep us, Lord. We need you in our life, Father, because we know there's power in the blood of Jesus, and the blood will never lose its power. Now to him who's able to keep you from stumbling and to present you faultless. For the presence of his glory With exceeding joy To God our Savior Who alone Is wise Be glory And majesty Dominion and power Both now And forevermore All of God's saints Is a man Amen. Amen again. Thank you, Apostle Mercy, for the opportunity to get another step closer to God. Amen. Keep on the man of
I just want to thank her and reach out to her because she's appreciated because when you have someone that stands with you, they should be always appreciated. I thank her for that. <laughs> but at this time, I'm going to turn it over to her and let her and let God work and have his way in her, through her, and around her. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. We just thank you. Hallelujah. We thank you for your mercy, Lord God. We thank you for your grace, Lord God. Oh, my God. Without your grace, without your mercy, Lord God, where will we be, Lord God? Lord God, I thank you, Lord Jesus, for another day, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, for your love and for your loving grace, your loving power, your love, Lord Jesus, your love the love that you have for us, Lord Jesus. I thank you for that love, Lord God. For you said, you said there is no fear, hallelujah, in love. But, but perfect love, hallelujah, casts away all fear, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Because fear is torment, Lord God. Torment. What is torment? It's worry. It's pain. It's, it's distress, Lord God. But we have Perfect love, Lord God. We have perfect love in you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. That perfect love that that's so wide. Hallelujah. You can't get over it. That perfect love is so so low you can't get under it. That perfect love so high. Hallelujah. You can't get over it. That love. Hallelujah. That love, Lord Jesus. I just thank you right now for loving us so much, Lord God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Lord God, like you say, you are so worthy. You are so worthy. You're so worthy to be praised, Lord God. You're so worthy to be praised, Lord God. And we praise you right now, Lord God. We praise you right now, Lord God, with every being in our bodies, Lord God. We praise you right now, Lord God, with our hands, Lord God. We praise you right now, Lord God, with our mind, body, and soul, Lord God. We praise you right now with our eyes, our mouth, and ears, Lord God. We praise you, Lord God. We praise you, Lord God. We just praise you. Yeah. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. We give you all the praise, Lord God. Because, Lord God, we know, Lord Jesus, without you, Lord God, hallelujah, where will we be, Lord God? Without you, Lord God, we're nothing, Lord God. Without you, Lord God, nothing is possible, Lord God. Without you, Lord God, we would just wither away, Lord God. And we'd be tossed, thrown, uh, tossed like the boat in the, in the ocean, Lord God, not knowing, Lord God, which way to go, Lord God. But we thank you, Lord God. We thank you. We thank you right now, Lord God, because, Lord God, under your wings is protection, Lord God. Hallelujah, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God for your protection, Lord God. Thank you for being our refuge, hallelujah, our fortress, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, hallelujah. I think all glory, hallelujah. Glory, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus, hallelujah. I 
Hallelujah. Oh, I can go on and on because he is good right now. And always he is good. Hallelujah. Not just right now, but always. Hallelujah. When he wake us up in the morning, hallelujah, he assures his love. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord God, I just thank you, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, just for the activities of my limbs, Lord God. Lord God, I just thank you, Lord God, for the for the shelter over my head, Lord God. Lord, I just food on the table, Lord God. I thank you, Lord Jesus. I thank you for your goodness, Lord God. Lord God, I can go on and on and on, Lord God. Because he is so merciful. He is so compassionate. He is full of compassion, yeah. Lord God. Hallelujah. He is full of, of grace. Hallelujah. 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 Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 Lord God, 
Hallelujah. And when this world passed away, Lord God, your word, Lord God, is the only thing, the only thing that will last. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.
was due to him. But you see, we don't inherit nothing from our fathers or our mothers uh, until they are gone on home to be with the Lord, unless they choose to give it to us. But here you find there in this story, this father was a good father. You see why I say he was a good father? Because he gave his son what he asked for him at the end of the journey. See, the boy said, his son said to his father, the father give me. And yeah, he might have expanded that slightly and said, he should have said, please give me or sir, if you please give me. But he demands to his father. That sounds like some of us today. Still saying, sir, I'm still asking us in a proper way that will will we'll not be so hard. But here you find he demands uh, for his father to give him the portion of good. Call unto him. But here you see that portion was a portion of the state. And what falls to me as my due? It is bad here, my sisters and my brothers, at the beginning of earth, when people look on God's gift as debt. God's gift is not debt. Give it all to me. He wanted all of it. He didn't want to leave none behind. Listen, sometimes we go to the bank and, and, and we tell the banker we want all that we got in the bank. We're not leaving none for another day. But here the son wanted all. He didn't want to leave none behind. And you see, the greatest foolish of sinners is being content to have their share now to receive their good things in this lifetime. They look only at the things that are visible and seek satisfaction only for the present. Unconcerned for the future happening. You see, we sometimes just looking at further, and we forget all about the, the 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 future. You see, we as people in this world, we need to look not just at the present. We need to look also at the future. You see. Why, I ask the question here, why did he want to have this share now in his own hands? See, one thing here, I'm going to slow it down a little bit. One thing here, he was tired of his father's control. Mm. That sounds familiar, yeah? Because sometimes some people, some children, some sons, some daughters, want to control everything they tell, don't want their parents controlling anything. Okay, 
He was tired of his father's control. He wanted his so-called, you hear what I said, so-called, wanted his so-called, and wrongly called freedom. Notice the foolish of many young people. They want uh, their freedom. Uh, they are foolish sometimes because they don't know how to live on stone. Who never think they had gained their rights for independence until they had broken and thrown off all of God's bonds in order to replace them with the cause of their own sinful desire. See, he wanted to get away, wanted to get away from under his father's eye. You see, so his father couldn't see what he had on his mind to do. That sounds like some of us right now. We want to get away from those around us so that we can do what we want to do on our own, that we don't want our our father, our mother, our uh, 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 pastors, and all of these people see what we are doing. We want to get away. But I stop to tell you one thing. You can run, but you can't hide. Because I serve a God, you serve a God, that set high in a God that looks low. You can't get away. God is in all four corners of the world. He's in the north and he's in the south. He's in the west and he's the east. You cannot get away from God. No matter how hard you try, you can't get away from God. You got to, because God sees everything. And I stop to let you know that God is doing a new thing here. Even in our land today, God is doing a new thing. God is pulling down curtains and pulling them back on those people that the curtains have never been pulled back on. What you talking about, preacher? I'm talking about pastors. I'm talking about teachers. I'm talking about speakers. I'm talking about church folk. God is pulling the curtains back from them, letting them be exposed. I stop to tell you that if anything going on in your life that you can't in a way around that's not like Jesus, you need to get rid of it now because one day God is going to open that curtain up and everyone that knows him will know who you are and whom you are because just starting a, a few nights ago, that in the world that we're living in, there are many false prophets going out. They are all going out and they are teaching wrong doctrine. Here, as I move on a little stuff, Holocaust son, he wanted to get away from his, his father's eye. You see, God has a willingness. You see, sometimes we can't uh, get 
away from God's omnipresence. It lies at the root of evildoers. He distrusted his father's management. He wanted to have his share because he thought that his father would limit what he spent present, and he did not like that. That son wanted to have the fight to do what he wanted to do with the inheritance of his father. He was proud of himself, having an opinion of his own ability. He thought that if only he had his share in his own hand now, he could manage it better than his father did, make better use of it. Most young people are ruined by the pride, then by any other vice, thinking that they can do more than what the father can do. But they didn't, he didn't stop to realize that who made this in the beginning? The father created, God created, sons that he had. The father wrecked for that space. He built that space. And what I'm talking about is, the son was just coming along. But his father had been there all along. And he had built up what he had started. What are we that he had. The father had created it. And so now the son wanted his part. That sounds like some of us. But yeah, listen. How kind his father was to him. He divided, did divide unto them his living. Property. Wrecked out what he had to dispose of between his two sons. He gave the younger son his share. He offered to the elder son his, but it seemed the elder son wanted his father to keep it himself. We can see what he gained by it. All that I have is that. He gave the young son what he asked for. He had as much as he expected, perhaps more. But in this way, he could see his father's kindness, how willingness he was to please him and make him comfortable. So here, the father gave his son the share. He would have it for just a little while. You see, what did he do when he got hold of his share? Get out! You spent it as fast as he could. Made himself a beggar in a short time. Tell me that he didn't stop there. He went so far, follow and as he got his hand on his share, 
here that he got up, had enough strength to get up and come back to his father. What you see here, I believe that a good father, and we're looking at a good father. Here we see father was good. Uh, because I believe that every day his father knew that one day his son was coming back because he knew he could make it on his own. He knew that all that he had, it was going to be gone in a short period because God that I serve, God can take away from you. As well as he can give you. So if you said it wrong, you're going to lose it. And this tells God, Lord, all that he had. But the father, my Lord, didn't give up on him. I believe the father looked for his son every day coming down that road. I believe that the father would get up early in the morning and stand and look down that road. Wanted his son to come back home. Lord, have mercy. God, our father that we serve, is setting high down on us. Those that don't know him, waiting for them to come back home. As you sit with him, God that I serve is waiting right now for those that is in the aquascation to come back to him, and he's going to give them what they need, and he's going to give them the best, the power that we serve. Let me move on just a little further. The father saw him, and he had compassion on him. Father God has compassion on us. And he ran, and he fell on his son's neck, and he kissed him. You see, that's a good father. And he said, Father, Lord have mercy, I have sinned against heaven, and I have sinned against you. I'm no longer rather to be called your son, but the father, father here, said, don't worry, and I fixed it up, don't worry, everything is going to be all right. Don't worry, because I tell you, I'm going to bring, uh, tell my servant, bring out the best role that I have. And I'm going to tell them to put it on you. And I want to just put a ring on your finger. You see, I want to put sandals on your feet. You see, God, God gives us the best. God puts on the best. 
that we can have. Here we find they put a robe on him, put a ring on his hand. They put sandals on his feet. Now we're going to have a ball. Lord, have mercy. I need you, my servant. Go down and kill the fattest cat. And bring it down. And let us eat now. And let us be merry. Because why you doing this? Get up, get up, fix it up. I believe the, the, the son that was left behind said it is mine. Well, is my father doing this? I've been with him all this time. He has not killed the fattest cat. He hasn't put a robe on me. He hasn't given me a ring on my face. He hasn't given me two sandals on my feet. But yeah, the only son should have realized that he was with his father all the time. So now, God here is working here now. The father of to the son that was left behind. And after he realized it, he said, look, son, let me tell you something. Yeah, your brother was, and now he is alive. Your brother, he was lost. But now he is found. And that's why I'm going to be married here. That's why. We're going to have a feast here because of his coming back home. I'm going to give him what uh, the love that I share for him. I'm going to show him. I'm going to show him how much I really love him. His only son, Lord have couldn't understand. Sometimes that's the way it is in this world that we are living. You see, his brother had been lost. And the oldest son, he was angry. And he was so angry. Listen, I'm going to wind this up. He was so angry that he wouldn't even go in to the sea. He wouldn't go in. Therefore, his father had to come out to him and had to plead with him. And he told his father all these years, all them I'd have been serving you. And none of these things that I'm talking about here has, has transgressed. Ah, yet you never Gave me a ghost. You never made marry with my friend. But here as soon as this son of yours came, you done all these things for him. And his father said to his oldest son, he said, son, you have always been with me. And all that I have is yours. 
right that we should make merry and be glad for your brother because he was dead and now he is alive again. He was lost and now he is found. One day we was lost, but now we are found. One day I know a one day that I was sinking deep in sand, far from the peaceful shore, sinking so deep within, sinking to rise no more. But I hear the cry, the master, a cry from the water. He lifted me. Now I'm safe from high. Now lifted me when nothing else could help. When I was down, love picked me up. When I was lost, love came and found me. When I couldn't find my way, love made a way for me out of no way. When I was sick, love got me back on the road of recovery. Because God the Father loved me so much that he gave me all of these things. Because I was lost. I was faking. Stephen said, I had fallen from the grace of God. And he sees me. And I come back to him. And he welcomed me back home. The same God, same God that done it for me, he would do it for you. If you're lost right now, all you got to do is make up in your mind. And I'm going to go back home because my father, my father, my father, father God has more than I have right now. You see, I don't spend it all, got rid of all, but my father got more than enough. He got food that he can lay down to me. He got water. That he can give me. He got clothes thrown up in heaven to clothe me with a measure. He got shoes up yonder in heaven. He can put on my feet with a barefoot. You see, God has everything. We don't have anything. All we got is the hope that we got. Rely in God. We got to rely on him because God will not turn his back on us. When we down and out, when we can't find our way, God makes a way out of no way. God did our way. God makes a way for us to walk around. It goes round it. God is a way maker. God is the one that has it all. Every place we got down here, we only got it. But there's a short period of time because it all belongs to God. We'll use it right now. Just for a short period of time, we got to stop and think. Don't go out here. Be like the prodigal son. Don't go out here. That is all you have. It's taken 
out for us. He looks out for us. You see, no one ever can give God. God gives us time and time again. You see, anything that we do for someone else, we see we still can't unbeat God's giving. No matter how hard we try. See, the Lord loves to reward his faithful people, especially when we do things for his glory and not for personal gain. Far from wanting to exclude people from heaven, God desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of truth. See, the, the Lord, he takes great joy in his fashion, close bond with his wandering one. Once I was lost, but now I'm found. Once I was blind, but now I can see. God has brought us from a mighty long way. Early this morning, before the clock crowed, God woke us up and started us on another day. God is always about his business. God don't never sleep or no slumber. God is always on this journey. God is always looking out for his children. God is because he is so good. He's so good, so good, so good. He's so kind and mercy to devil life. When we are lost, some of you might be lost right now, but I recommend Jesus. All you got to do is come unto him. All who is laden in heavy burden and he will give you rest. All you got to do is reach out your hand and he will take you and carry you to where you need to be in him. We have to give it all to him because we owe it to him. We owe it to him. So here you find that the particle son, he was lost. But don't you know he had enough sense to come to his rightful senses? And go back to the Father. We need to sometime if we are lost. And we are straight off from our Heavenly Father. We need to come to our senses. And go back and ask Him for repentance. So that we can get back on the right road. There's a narrow way that God wants us to stay on. Because that now way leads to eternal life. But there is a big, broad way that the devil wants us to travel on. But we got to resist him. We got to resist him and put him on our feet. And he will flee from us. And we will stay on that now road. 
Narrow is not easy. Broad way is easy. But the narrow, God says that you gotta be on that road. But on the broad road, there's gonna be men. So the prodigal son here, he had straight on. He had gone off that narrow road. He had gone out into a world, living it up, spending it up, doing it up, and he had fallen in the hands of old Satan. But then he had to come back where he started from. He came back to his father. We have to go back to where we started from. We got to go sometime. We need to go back to that old landmark. We got to fall on our knees and tell God that we have sinned against hell. And we are sinned against hell. And we are no worthy our Lord to be called his son. We got to repent. It is right with him. It is right right now to borrow that promise to you. Get it right, right now. Today is that promise to you. Get it right, right now. Till we see that everything is going to come to pass after what? And the end is coming. Because Jesus is on his way back. Get it right, right now. Get it right, church. Let's go home. I'm going home on the boarded train. Either train may be too late. I'm going home on the boarded train. Once was lost, but now I'm found. And by me being found, it is a blessing. It is peace. It is happiness to be living in the realm of God to be adopted into his family. Come now, come now. Go to him and walk with him and talk with him and give him your life because it belongs to him. If you're not where you should be in the Lord right now, I recommend you to take this time. Just stop whatever you're doing right now. Stop it right now and turn it over to Jesus and repent. And he would know why I cast you aside. Come right now, just as you is. Come, and he will fix it for you. I want to thank each and every one for being on this station, listening. I want you to keep your hand in God's hand. Because we are living in a time where we can't make it. We can't make it without our hands being his hand. The world is in a trial right now. Nations against nations. Families against families. Uh, all these things. All these things are taking place. But the end hasn't came yet. But I tell you, we are living. So it's true because we're living in the last days. Because Jesus said all these things were going to take place before 
the end come. Thank you once again for being here with us. Bless you, and you have a blessed week. Your hand in his. My phone number again is 804-313-5877. Thank you all for listening to God speak your servant right now. Celebrate this holiday season with the Baltimore Symphony Orchestra. The Joseph Meyerhoff Symphony Hall transforms into a winter wonderland with festive decorations, lobby performances, and activities that are sure to be fun for the entire family. Enjoy a variety of holiday performances from the BSO, including How the Grinch Stole Christmas in Concert, Church Nutcracker with Troop Vertigo, and the annual Holiday Spectacular. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.